nonsense to suggest the National Trust is downplaying the significance of Easter. Nothing could be further from the truth. We host a programme of events, activities and walks to bring families together to celebrate this very special time of year. I mean, a casual glance at our website will see dozens of references to Easter throughout. So, you know, the Cadbury's were great Quaker industrialists. And if people visited Birmingham today in the Cadbury world, they will discover how Cadbury's Christian faith influenced its industrial output. I mean, he built houses <laughs> for all his workers. He built a church. He made provisions for schools. It's a fair point. Mm. I mean, it is obvious that for him, Jesus and justice were two sides of the one coin. So, uh... Yeah. Oh, hang on. To drop Easter from Cadbury's Easter egg hunt in my book is tantamount to spitting on the grave of Cadbury. <laughs> so, it's the, it's the Archbishop of York. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty intense. That's that's a very. Well, it's not an extreme point of view, but it's a very angry <laughs> one. So, what what have they done? So basically. They're just I think said, it was Cadbury's egg hunt. Cadbury's website or something yeah. on one of its posters said, "Join the Cadbury egg hunt," and I he believe. just it just triggered it. <laughs> and people were and, and Theresa May said it was absolutely ridiculous that the word Easter was not being used in the name of the events. Why? Because it's an Easter egg hunt. It's Easter. Why don't be afraid of saying Easter? All right. So so because it's is it inaccurate? Well, no. who knows? They're still looking for eggs. <laughs> it's the thing of you have to. It's implying that Cadbury's doesn't support Christianity. Oh, so that is specific this like sect. The, is this like the Happy Holidays thing? Probably. Yeah, it's like people saying Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. Trying to take the Christ out of Christmas. <laughs> Trying to take the Easter out of the egg. <laughs> what came first, Easter or eggs? They killed the rabbit. <laughs> they burned down Peter Rabbit. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> no. There's a massive statue, a wooden sculpture of Peter Rabbit that the town burnt down and people went, were horrified. They just went total wicker man on Beatrix Potter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, there was a support fund and everything for it. <laughs> But yeah, this got like it just it kept on going. This fucking quote, like it's broken yeah. up by lines. You're like, oh, okay, well, it's unseen, but you know, he's still going. <laughs> Apparently, um, it was uh, it was joined together between what one person said and what the Archbishop of York said. But the Archbishop of York definitely said it's tantamount to spitting on Cadbury's grave, which doesn't seem like the emotion you'd get from an archbishop no like i mean you expect them to be kind of chill <laughs> but then christianity hasn't really been a very chill religion for a while no so, uh... well i don't know i i think christianity on the whole kind of gets um gets the worst kind of rap as in oh, yeah. you you can if if you're if you're a Christian, you you can be you can expect to be kind of like openly mocked. Mm. If you're if you're a Muslim, you can expect to maybe be feared. Well, only because we live in a Christian culture. Yeah. So it's satire. It's become there are certain governments that if they have something as big as like the media in their country, yeah, being so open and old, then you kind of go, well, yeah, it's good for the people to poke fun at their evil overlords. Yeah. To make them think that they're not evil overlords. Yeah whilst accepting that they might be yeah whereas in other countries that haven't really got you know two and a half men <laughs> you know yeah. types of shows being made all the time mm. they'd be like no just don't don't joke about that 
<laughs> no, okay. But no, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna joke about it. Yeah, and I think just uh, yeah, because we're Christian, a Christian country, I think it's easier to poke fun at Christians. Yeah, because their thing is you know forgiveness as well. So they kind of open that back yeah. door anyway. Yeah, whatever you do, I'll forgive you. <laughs> like, well, right, then what are you going to do? Some outrageous shit? Yeah, <laughs> you have to forgive me. I don't forgive you. Yeah. Well, All right then. Me. Well, I'm going to go on an egg hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of people spitting on the floor <laughs> near a grave. Yeah. And then, yeah, you haven't really got that with... I mean, there is... I don't know anything about any other religion. But you expect that the religions that are most sensitive to criticism or being outlawed or being accused of stuff aren't really of the, well, you believe what you want to believe kind of thing. Mm. Which was Christianity for quite a long time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah only, Christianity it's... was brutal for hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, yeah, and for Catholicism and all of the various sects and, and yeah, and, like I mean, there was yeah, there was the, the, like Lutheran Christianity was, was horrific. Yeah. Uh, and the and the whole I, I don't know where the Spanish Inquisition fell. Was that Catholicism? I guess Probably. it must have been. Yeah. But yeah, it's I guess it's only been in the past like 150, 200 years or so that Christianity's been kind of a bit more kind of more about drinking tea with a vicar than slaughtering thousands of people. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's been a lot of child rape. Uh, yeah, like, you yeah, can't yeah. Deny. So <laughs> a lot just, of homophobia. Maybe or... it's just been quieter. You just get used to, it's our sister, they're fucking in, this is who they are. Yeah. Just, all right, whatever, you want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, but yeah. I'm not going to try and convince someone who believes they know everything mm. that they're wrong. It's like, yeah. I can't, there's no point in having that argument, so you... No. Do that, and we'll put you in prison if we find out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let them go. Found the eggs; they're in the fridge. Oh, get get Jesus back in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Easter egg, like, I mean, most traditions are pretty out there anyway. I mean, as a diabetic, like an Easter egg hunt is a hunt for your own grave. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's you're just looking for poison. Is yep. essentially what you know. And it's not mm. just a diabetic. More, please. Chocolate is poison wrapped in, you know, shreddable metal. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't edible. Yeah. Let's just give all these kids these drugs that make them go crazy. <laughs> we'll bury them in the garden to make them look like crack addicts. The kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, an, that's a different... That's, like, that's how bowls got invented. <laughs> bury the kid in the garden with its mouth open. That's what the Christians did. <laughs> and then eventually East eggs came along. Like, we'll use eggs instead of shafts and just <laughs> roll the eggs down and see if we can hit a child. Yeah. I, uh, I saw that... Um... That uh, Deliveroo invented a uh, a cream egg pizza this week, further <laughs> highlighting why they're a delivery company and not a pizza company. No, you'd be surprised. This whole fucking food coma culture. I saw a Big Mac pizza being sold in restaurants. Well, in that's Manchester. at least two savoury things. That's not so far out there because you can have minced beef on a pizza, like spicy Lettuce. beef. Yeah, that's weird. And just just have a Big Mac pizza. You're gonna have chocolate pizza. pizzas. You know what? I've had rocket on a pizza. Well, that's yeah, all right. but it's just but, yeah, taking lettuce, a Big Mac and putting sauce. it onto a pizza. Isn't that far from having a cream egg and putting it on a pizza? In my eyes, it's just like if you, one main. Maybe on I'm a pizza biased because I don't anyway. like cream eggs. <laughs> <laughs> what do you fucking Terry's chocolate orange pizza? <laughs> yeah, right. No, fair enough. It. That sounds fucking horrible as well. <laughs> <laughs> but people will do it because people are looking for the more most sugary, most disgusting pizza because they think it's amazing mm. we've talked about it before just working in restaurants where they're like put cheerios on it 
Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it makes a really good burger. It's like, mm. no, you fucking Instead idiot. Instead of a bun, let's use a donut. <clears throat> you're just trying to feel like you're a child again. Yeah. When your version of cooking was just putting stuff on the floor and picking it up again. Yeah. What's uh, on it this time? Simple days. <laughs> good times. But, yeah, I mean, Easter was um, well, collectively known as the first season of The Walking Dead, isn't it? It's like when Christ came back yeah. as a zombie. Yeah. For a couple of days. Is he, did he come back for long? Uh, n- no. It was like three days. Two days. It was like three days and then he rose. But then like, when did he go away again? Uh, Monday. <laughs> <laughs> came back for the weekend. Yeah. So fuck it. There's this big shindig down at the fucking River Dead yeah. that I need to go to. <laughs> Dude, Samantha's gonna be there, man. <laughs> I've been working on turning my piss into Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do for Easter? Well, I'm gonna go out on Friday night and come back on Monday night. Oh, that's pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> Return to the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, apparently. There were apparently two rules to Easter. I'm reading this and... Uh, no, there's nothing there. Wikipedia, no? I tried to find something interesting in there. It said there's two rules. I was like, that'd be interesting. I didn't know there were rules about Easter. And it goes on to say, yeah, that's it. There's just two rules. <laughs> I, I, I tried to get through an article the other week about how they determine when Easter is going to be. It's all based on cycles of the moon. And I could not follow it. Because every time it comes to a different thing, it's like, and, uh, and to determine this date and this point in time, we switch over to the Lutheran moon cycles or something. And then you go <laughs> and read about that. And it's like, ah, but in the event of blah, blah, blah. And it just leads you around this big hole. And it's like, so, so they could just tell us that Easter is just whenever. And we'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. Just, well, yeah. it changes every year. Well, anyone who thinks that Christ was born on the 25th of December... Is a moron. Is just kind of thinks that, like all of the revisions of the calendar, yeah, were already done two thousand years ago. What the bulk and of then just didn't like July didn't exist until the Romans. I can't remember <laughs> when that was. Could or... do with another month. That, that was it. Was Julius Caesar just wanted a month. <laughs> That's what July is. So a month, month... Of me. Yeah, but you can't just invent more time. So oh, wait, did... hang on. We're months longer, and no. then he just made them shorter so he could. Have another one. No, I think months were just wrong. <laughs> no, wait, was it? It makes sense that August would be Augustus Caesar, right? Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. But there's two months that have been created yeah. since then. I mean, it was I, Rome was, after wasn't AD. That because September. That? September was originally the seventh month, hence Sept. And then right. they added two more, so it became the ninth, but kept the same name. It's the seventh month, which is the ninth. September. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, they just so the timeline has changed so much since the way that we've measured time yeah. has changed since zero it's AD. It's become a bit more accurate. Maybe who knows? <laughs> it could, that could be what global warming is. Is just we've just fucked up the months. Uh, it was meant to be a leap year. Go into that. Uh, time's a construct. It doesn't really exist. No, it does. Nope. Nope. What? What's this? Go what? Carry on. Oh, it's that whole the, the same thing. The same thing as people saying that. Um, I've had so many arguments with people about this. The, the, what? This whole thing about people saying that time doesn't exist, yeah, and therefore nothing exists. It's like I perfectly believe that nothing could not exist, yeah. Therefore, everything could not exist. But trying to make the statement that I don't know inches don't exist, it's just like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, we don't use inches; we use centimeters. Therefore, inches don't exist. No, well, so they... we, we use time, but we, you know, 
you know, time. Um, there's a, there's an argument there that um, who's that guy who does all the new sciencey stuff? Uh, quite Nye? young. No, no, the English version of. Oh, Bill the, the 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 I can't remember. He's got a really annoying voice. Yeah, but he's talks he seems, about the stars. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. But he's he's pretty cool. He's a really yeah, nice guy. Yeah. And he talked about how the way that time travels depends on your perception yeah. of it. That because time is relative, it is therefore different for different people. So therefore, he gives us an example on a YouTube video about how it's possible, therefore, to travel to travel forward in time mm. faster than you would age. So there is an argument that time is relative. This, there, there is, but it's this. It, it's the same problem I have with people that's saying that. Um, is it that what's the, the the argument that people have about maths? Like, oh, maths is. Um, I can't remember my point at all. My point about maths is that it's a, a, a rational tool used to rationalise an irrational world. Right. Yeah. Which is it's like maths. That my my point in a nutshell is there's no absolute truth in the world mm. because the world I believe is irrational. Yeah. So the only truth that exists are in maths. So like a triangle has three sides. You go well. That's an absolute fact. Truth. Yeah. yeah. Because in that hypothetical space you can draw a hypothetical shape that has three sides perfectly, mm. but you could never find a true triangle in the real world yeah. without changing your perspective on it to be so far out. It looks equal. Like everything yeah. when you go down to it is atoms that are shaking yeah. and therefore it can't be a straight side purely. You can only have that in a hypothetical space. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, no, I think, I think that was, I think that was an argument I was having with someone. Someone, someone was arguing with me that, that without, us maths would still exist whereas the point that yeah, i made so was that, that maths was a tool that we use for measuring things that do exist yeah so i've had similar arguments and the basic pre similar premise on that is the world obeys rational laws even if those rational laws don't exist yet yeah and it's like well then you're assuming that it obeys natural laws you're assuming it obeys rational laws because you're assuming that it will be explained one day mm. and therefore you're ex you're predicting that you will one day know absolutely everything in an infinitely expanding universe. Yeah. And I've been like, well, there's a, I see a flaw there in saying that you can never know everything because we're infinitely expanding. Mm. So how can you know everything in an infinite possible, in with it, with infinite possibilities? I don't understand that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the time thing is people saying that, um, I, that I've had are people saying that, um, time doesn't exist. We've created it to condemn ourselves to structure. And it's like, well, we've used it. We created time. The measurement of time, time yeah, but we it existed before we existed yeah. because that's how we understand the world but the only reason that's why we understand the world is because that's how we've experienced the world of having a start and an end mm. that's why it's very difficult to, to to fathom the idea that time is actually circular because we have no point of reference for that because something starts and then it stops yeah so to say that it started when i started you could say that time relative is relative to each person and therefore time for me began when with my first memory yeah well as as uh, as finite beings you cannot possibly kind of fully understand an infinite space an infinite timeline basically and and the thing is people either like to say things like that because they think it sounds clever when they haven't thought it through yeah I mean, I've had arguments with those people, and I've asked, "Well, what, what do you mean?" And they say, "Oh, I can't remember, but there was an article I read." So mm. it's like, "Okay, which article? I can't remember." 
Yeah. I just know that I'm right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I've got no nothing invested in your perspective. There's nothing like I don't need the whole thing about not fo- wanting feeling responsible to give other people a good TV show to watch. It's like I don't have to argue with you to change your mind if I I've, I've decided I don't agree with you. That's yeah. okay with me. So, yeah, people trying to uh fuck about with arguments and trying to say that they know things that they don't. Yeah. At all. Yeah. But, I mean, time doesn't exist, does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, you know, I mean, you know, the sun goes down, the sun goes up. Sometimes it feels like a day's gone faster. Sometimes it's felt like that. It's like, well, yeah, your measurement of time has been different because yeah. time is relative to your conscious mind. You might be thinking about something else and then boom, you're so focused on that. Your internal body clock hasn't been running at full capacity. So you've kind yeah. of something else. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> Uh, go back to business um do you know peter fletcher no famous guy all right yeah big big massive probably famous guy um idly daydreamed one day in 2007 and he wondered how many times he might sneeze in his life so he started counting every sneeze Um, and now every time he sneezes he notes the time and the date where he is and what he's doing at the time you should see the state of this book's covered in fucking snot. <laughs> <laughs> his log has helped him discover much about his own life, such as how much time he spent in front of his computer, compared to how little work he gets done. Because he's sneezing all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting so little work done, because every time he sneezes, mm. he's like, well, I better write this down. What was I doing? Yeah. Where was I? What was yeah. I thinking? Oh, this is kind of interesting. I was kind of at my computer. Well, it happened again. I mean, he's allergic to his computer. While logging my last sneeze. (laughs) Gets in an endless loop. Yeah. Uh, He's currently sneezed on record 4,000 times. Since? uh, 2007. Oh, okay. Uh, And had a healthy online following as people log in to read about his latest sternutation. You've got to be interested in people's sneezes, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty pretty interesting... I mean, each to their own completely. When was this article dated? This, um, let me find it. It might be quite old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was uh, uh, 2014. October 2014. Right. Okay. Okay. So. So say seven years. That's 21,100 days. 571 times a year. Jesus. Yeah. So it's on average like just under twice a day. Yeah. Which I guess. Might be about right. Yeah, you don't sneeze on the weekends, do you? So that's probably the final no, no, five. Because no. <laughs> no. you're not at your computer. So no, you? yeah, you're not near your book. Yeah. How guilty must he feel if he sneezes and he's ran out of ink? He's like, oh, I better use the blood that came out because I'm sneezing so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, so 571 times a year is just under two times a day. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I guess that's right. But then, why, why, why does it matter? Is it one of those things? I, th- I think it, I, I worry about doing things like that because, um, <laughs> like, I, I could, like, sit and track something like that for no fucking reason. But then it suddenly becomes a thing of like you feel under pressure to do it. Like I got an app on my phone, uh, Time Hop, which is right. that thing that tells you. Um, all the shit that you posted on this day in the past however many years. Um, then it shows you all... That's why I keep dragging up old statuses and send them to you and stuff like that. Um, because it just shows them to me every day. Mm. Now, at the end, after you flick through all the stuff, 
it shows you a number and that's the amount of times in a row that you've logged that you've checked for and like now it's on 310 i think <laughs> and the idea of that going down to zero again even though it means nothing, nothing absolutely nothing is the only thing that keeps me going on there because i got bored of doing it a long time ago yeah. but i still no, just I just, on it. yeah so if i was doing it every time i sneezed <laughs> that would fuck up my life <laughs> but just carrying like an i'm assuming it's all in one book so the book is just like, <laughs> just like a, a meter tome. thick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just carrying this around for you all the time, fearing the spring. <laughs> oh no, no, my oh, here comes you. Dave with his sneeze epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> the sneeze like tr- tr- I don't know, um bike that he's carrying behind him. Got one of those Built little up. red trucks like a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But who discovers how much and so much about your life by looking back on your sneezes? <laughs> like life accomplishments, friendships, big moments, first kiss. No, that, that sneeze in Asda, that was a big one. <laughs> like you're showing people, like uh, like you're sitting at your coffee table just thumbing through the book. Like, oh, remember this one? Like you're looking through a photo album or something. <laughs> this one was on my wedding day. <laughs> He's got little samples. This one was when I got divorced shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> I often sneeze to cope, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh there was a lungfish which believed to be the longest living aquarium fish in the world mm-hmm. has been euthanized. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Which is a weird term for killing a fish. Yeah. Um apparently they think he was probably in his nineties. Um, but lost interest in food and showed signs of organ failure. There right. wasn't organ failure. It just looked like there might be some organ failure. So they euthanized it. However, you euthanize a fish with a bigger fish. I don't know. That's what Star Wars said. Well, yeah, this sounds horrific. But um, when I had the big fish tank in here, and like you'd get a fish that had like fungus now and again, and you mm. try you you treat aquarium stuff the best you can. But essentially, you're trying to stop global Fighting warming against the tide. Yeah, because yeah. you're 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 um, you're trying to cure the environment, yeah. like, and hopefully that'll that'll help the fish. So it can be a bit like most of the time, a lot of the time when they get when they get ill, if they all got ill, the chances are you're going to lose a few of them. That's just mm. kind of how it is. Because if you're in if they're in open water, they could just swim off to bits that were fine. <laughs> but now they're kind of like stuck with all these other fish that have got chicken pox, etc., yeah. etc. Et so like when they got like fungus and it gets bad, like you can't just take your fish to the vet and be like, "Can you put this down, please?" Because it's it's just a complete waste of effort. So <laughs> you can do it though. You you can, but it's but like you kind of get a look the from needle. The vet, like, the, right. It doesn't matter what's in the needle. The needle will kill it because <laughs> it's just a it's just a tiny little fish. Yeah. You, you're you're stabbing it. Yeah. You're killing the fish. So the the <laughs> the most humane thing to do was to take it out of the tank and throw it on the floor, like just. <laughs> Real, just as hard as you can and it's like just blunt force dead straight away but there isn't one person i've been able to tell that to so far that hasn't thought i was a horrific person for doing it <laughs> it's like but do you not understand like I, it's putting it out of pain yeah, yeah. very quick euthanasia is a very controversial subject. <laughs> yeah. i mean could you do that i'm not you? saying do it with your dog <laughs> yeah, yeah. do it with your elderly relatives <laughs> fucking kill them 
But like most people's version of aqua euthanasia is to flush them down the toilet. Exactly. Yeah, just flush them into a pile of shit (laughs) and let them drown. That's fucking like. All right. That's not good. That's what you want to do. Fair enough. Um, There was a. Like you tell me if this pisses you off. I'm not going to say whether it does, but my tone probably puts it across. <laughs> uh, a Bangladeshi American student won oh. a place at Stanford University after writing Black Lives Matter 100 times in the essay section of his application. What? So he, the, was, he, he got in? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, literally, there's like a small black... What do, you, what do you believe in? What are you passionate about? And he yeah. just wrote Black Lives Matter. Black lives matter. Like Black times. lives matter. One hundred. Like times. Bart Simpson doing lines. Like um, I don't know, Matt Damon. Yeah. Just fucking saying it again and again and again, and <clears throat> you know. Oh, keep on reading. He said, "I was actually stunned when I opened the update and saw that I was admitted." Admitted. Um, I didn't think I would get admitted to Stanford at all, but it's quite refreshing to see that they view my unapologetic activism as an asset rather than a liability. You tool. <laughs> <laughs> My unapologetic activism. You've you're what that's what that paragraph that you wrote literally says is put your finger in your ears and yeah. just say the same word over and over and over again. <laughs> and you yeah. see that as activism that should not be apologized for. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking tool. Ugh. But again, he's eighteen or seventeen. The kids It's just the The biggest thing that I've learned after getting more and more angry at these all these random things, and you go like you gotta, you gotta remember that they are still in a, a safe space of learning things, and you kind of go, yeah. "You're still in a playground right now, where at university you can protest these things and you yeah. can set fire to people. Like, <laughs> you can do that at university, right? But there's a reason that a lot of your protests aren't encouraged by the rest of the world. Mm. Like, there's not a lot of forty. There are some mature students, but there's not a lot of corporations and 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 good working people out in the world who are going on your marches. No, it's mainly students. Yeah. So you're just so you're still in the playground. You're just in a playground with bigger jungle gym equipment, but there's still like a lot of parents watching on, being like, "This they'll be they'll grow out of it. It'll be fine." I just I I don't know. I had a conversation with Vix not long ago, saying like, by the time our kids are of age, if the universities are still the same as they are now. I would not encourage my kids to go. But again, again, I see it as it's very important lesson to learn to to be in that environment and to see the environment for what it is. Mm. The only risk is that they'll go in, be brainwashed by these yeah. what I view as brainwashed people. Exactly. Who and when when I say that, I mean that they believe things without questioning them. And they believe them because other people around them are agreeing with them. Yeah. And they're not questioning it. And if you question it, then you're outcast and just like a cult. That's what it feels like. If there's anything that you want to believe in, you should be able to have a conversation with it with someone who completely disagrees with you. Yeah. It's just that's just what an intelligent debate is. You should be comfortable doing that. Yeah. And you should encourage it because you should encourage the the prospect that you could be wrong and you might be able to change your mind. Not saying that you are wrong, that you should change your mind, but you should be open and happy you, with the idea of new information. With being challenged, with being enlightened, with the, with the, with the, with the possibility of enlightenment that you could yeah. have thought something for many years. Like I said, I didn't like eggs, like mm. for the first twenty-one years of my life or whatever. Yeah. And then I had an egg, and I was like, oh, I guess the eggs are all right. Like if I was like, no, I know that I hate eggs and they're sexist. <laughs> it would be like, what? You, the only thing you're doing is trying to reduce the amount of information that you're being. 
presented with. That's yeah. all you're doing. Yeah. And whatever argument you have, there's no argument for somebody disagreeing with you and wanting to ask you questions. Yeah. The only thing is, the only answer is you don't want to be questioned because you don't know what answers to give, which means you haven't thought about it. Mm. So, like, my brother's going through university at the moment and some of the stuff he's seeing at his university is fucking insane like if you if if any of us came out of it we'd be like you'd be like what the fuck happened to steve <laughs> like, you, you haven't thought through any of this and you did like it'd just be absolutely ridiculous yeah um so being around that environment will either make somebody become brainwashed and go into agreeing with things without thinking them through or feel excluded by going against what they say and mm. being vocal about it or somewhere in the middle. And I think yeah. that's a healthy thing to be in. You know, it's a good experience. It's just they need to be taught to self-analyze and question themselves on a regular basis. Yeah. Before they enter that arena. Yeah. Yeah. Like I did, I did a um, like the philosophy degree that I did, and I say that I did one because I went to some of the lectures. Um, like was a very was a philosophy class which was very much against the power and against the government and yeah, against yeah. the war and against all this. And as soon as you like start talking to them about it, it's like just like, well, you know, well, how do you know there's a war in Iraq? Oh, mm. because the you know the media says like, well, but you don't trust the media, do? You? No, the media tell lies. <laughs> All right, so how do you know that there's a war in Iraq? Well, the media says, yeah, but you, you know, is this yeah. just any intelligent conversation? You go, okay, so we agree that we're now talking about hypothetical in the in the right now. We're talking what if hypothetically there's a war in Iraq? Okay, cool. And they go, no, 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 there is one. You have to deal with it. You have to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> It's just people who don't want to be questioned and haven't questioned themselves. They just feel like they're the white knights who are fighting battles that aren't theirs to yeah. be fought, but they want the credit of fighting that fight for them. Yeah. I mean, he goes on to say, um, this um, Bangladeshi American Black Lives Matter guy, uh, the insistence on an explanation is inherently dehumanizing. Black lives have been explicitly and implicitly told they don't matter for centuries. Example. And as a society, it is our responsibility to scream that black lives matter because it is not to say that all lives do not matter, but it is to say that black lives have been attacked for so long and that we must empower through language, perspective and action. So he's already saying that if I have to tell you, then that means that I'm dehumanizing black people. It's like no, it's no. not. <laughs> no, 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 no. When you not. do, when you do, when you do a maths thing, you they always say show you're working, <laughs> show how you got to this answer. It doesn't matter if the answer is right or wrong. Show us how you got there. That's, that's what I mean. What, a, that, that's what that's where the meaning lies. The, what he's doing there is trying to subtly suggest that you shouldn't even be talking about this. You shouldn't even question me on this. <laughs> It's like, well, no, yeah, everything yeah. should be questioned. Yeah, but black lives do matter. Okay, but what if there's an instance where they don't matter? That's mm. a horrible thing to say. Okay, but what if there's an instance where black lives do not matter? Yeah. Well, no, because we live in an equal culture. Yes, we do, but one day we might not live in an equal culture, and in that culture, black lives might not matter. How about we discuss this? And you go, they go like, no, no, that's impossible. And you go, no, you're having a hypothetical argument here. This is a hypothetical suggestion for that argument, and you don't want to have that. So that means... You have things that you do, you refuse to talk about or are afraid to talk about or afraid to be seen talking about. Like yeah. if, if you want to talk about black lives mattering, then you should also talk to people who don't think that black lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because absolutely. that's where you're going to get the most information. Yeah. You'd be like, these people don't like black people. Why? 
Yeah. Okay, well, do you agree with any of these statements? Because you might agree with some of these statements. Okay, but you don't agree with some of these statements. Okay, so now here's all the information for other people to make up their own mind. It's not your place to force people to agree with you mm. by saying that, by, by character assassinating the opposition for you. Yeah. Saying these people are evil. You can, you, you can, but don't try and hide it as some kind of intellectual debate. Yeah. It's just saying, well, black lives matter. So what does that mean? So you shouldn't shoot black people. Okay, well, what if they've got a gun and they're killing people? Well, yeah, you should shoot them. But they're black, so you shouldn't kill them, right? No, he's got a gun. Right, so we've got nothing the fuck to do with race, right? <laughs> got nothing to do with race. Yeah. No, because police shoot more black people than white people. Okay, well... Where is that a statistic from? Let's, have, let's analyze it. Are they shooting more unarmed black people than unarmed white people? Mm. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. But the amount, the amount of white people who are killed by police is much higher than the amount of black people killed by police. The majority of black people that get shot in America are shot by black people. Right, yeah. <laughs> so you just go... As soon as you start to deconstruct the argument a few more levels, yeah. it gets to the point where the brainwashing doesn't work anymore. And you go like, you've just, you're just saying this because you think you should be saying this. Please form your own opinion. Please back up your own opinion. Yeah. And please be open to be wrong. I mean, that's, that's what that's, inte- yeah, intellectualism like, is. I think it's... I, I get the feeling people used to, used to protest with a lot more information. I, yeah. I, mean, I might be wrong, but it, it seems now people protest because they're like, oh, there's a protest going on. I like to protest uh, because that's that 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 that's kind of what I stand for. I stand for standing mm. up for what's right, and protests are always standing up for what's right. So let's let's yeah, go yeah. and do that. And it doesn't they they don't they just they, they no one looks into anything. People just like into to any be real depth a certain way, yeah. Because you can say race or you can say sex and gender, and instantly people are like, yes, I I yeah, whatever, I'm with you. Yeah. It's like, okay, so, but it doesn't matter what I'm fighting for. Well, you just, as long as it's one of those buzzwords, then we're yeah. all good. I'll say one thing about the Louis C.K. special, because you said you haven't seen it, right? Yeah. There's one line he says in it that kind of rings true. And it's, um, people who are against, people who are for abortion are upset that the people who are against abortion are so aggressive. Yeah. And you go like, they think you're murdering babies yeah <laughs> how yeah. do you want them to react yeah. <laughs> like they are convinced that you are going around murdering children yeah do you think they should be a bit more passive <laughs> a bit more like oh yeah please don't please don't do that but like no they think whether they're right or wrong it doesn't matter yeah. that's what they think yeah so their reaction of being quite like no you have to stop killing babies now yeah is like a little bit more understandable when you just look at it a little bit from their perspective <laughs> yeah. yeah like whether you agree with it or not you go like these people are pretty intense yeah this is what they think is happening so maybe they have to be treated a little different by like yeah. the same like for abortion they go like it's a woman's body you can do what you want the same argument we said about piercings like you know a woman can do anything she wants with her body so therefore let her have an ear pierce it's like well no these people think that by having an ear piercing you're murdering kids to get the materials to get those earrings like then, yeah <laughs> just you know you need to look at a diff- an argument from different fucking perspectives yeah um, others pointed out about this guy's CV, the Black Lives Matter guy, that the fact that he's been invited to the warehouse, uh, the white, the warehouse, <laughs> invited to the White House, <laughs> and spoke at TED conferences around the world would probably have been enough to secure him a place at Stanford. But instead, he just wrote. He said, Lives "Well, no, Black apparently that was on the rest Black of his Lives CV." Matter. Right. But he just glossed over that and said that the reason that he was accepted was oh, because he right. wrote Black Lives Matter a lot of times. It's like, no, you've you've, you've quite an established educational career. Yeah, like if, they probably just saw that and went, "Bit of a dick." 
but hey, just let him in. Well, he's done a TED talk, so <laughs> it must be loaded. Yeah. Um, on to lighter news. Uh, people talk shit about presidents all the time. Yeah, you know, like Donald Trump's come under fire. He's kind of responded in his own weedy way on Twitter, <laughs> uh, but um, not Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte. He's a psychopath. He threatened government officials with the prospect of being thrown out of a helicopter if they are found to be corrupt. <laughs> Claiming he'd done it before and had no qualms about doing it again. The former Meet, meet my cousin, Kim Young. <laughs> the former president said he once held a Chinese man suspected of rape and murder out of a helicopter. If you are corrupt, I will fetch you using a helicopter to Manila and I will throw you out. I've done this before. Why would I not do it again? Uh, Duterte said during a speech to victims of a typhoon (laughs) (laughs) that's a bit off topic okay we've got your water I know you don't want you've seen enough of it recently but fuck it it's some more good clean water fucking food bandages if you corrupt I will fetch you and throw you up a helicopter I've done it before Um, you know bandages medicine all that kind of stuff <laughs> Big round of applause for the Red Cross who've uh, given us a lot of help. A lot of helicopters. Yeah, a lot of helicopters. <laughs> <laughs> if any more typhoons come, I'll hold the typhoon out of a helicopter. That's just the kind of guy I am. Duterte's la- latest threat comes just a few weeks after he admitted killing people during his 22 years as mayor of Davao City, sometimes riding a motorcycle, looking for, in quotes, encounters to kill. <laughs> <laughs> the s- this is the guy, this is the same guy that legalized the murder of drug addicts, wasn't it? <laughs> I don't know. He <laughs> makes sense. He was killing loads of people. Well, yeah. Start legalizing some of these killings. He went. He Trying w- to make a game show here. He went on TV and essentially um, said he would issue rewards for anyone who killed drug dealers and drug users <laughs> so that he went and, on a killing spree trying to make up some retirement so, money so yeah if you if if you're in the philippines and you smoke a bit of weed like you could easily get murdered lawfully and your killer would be rewarded for it <laughs> apparently there were a load of drug dealers in a house that got raided and loads of people got killed yeah and he said um or they got arrested they didn't get killed sorry and he said they were lucky I was not in Manila at that time if I had known there were that much shabu inside a house which I think is like a member of a a group or a clan or something I would definitely kill you (laughs) (laughs) and here's Bob with the weather (laughs) (laughs) next time I'm currently being held out of a helicopter (laughs) (laughs) but as I crash slowly to the ground I can see it's a beautiful sunny day (laughs) Some clouds on the horizon that seem to be getting closer now. <laughs> Can somebody find my donor card? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say goodbye to my wife, but luckily I'm going to fall through the fucking living room. <laughs> Hi, honey! <laughs> I finally did it. Hide the money! <laughs> Poor cameraman's got to jump down with him, though. <laughs> really dedicated to his job. <laughs> uh, uh, one more article that um, I just found it funny, and I can't explain why. Uh, Vesna Volovic, an air stewardess who survived the highest ever fall by a human being after her plane 
after her plane broke at 33,000 feet, has died at the age of, age of 66. State TV in Volovic's home country of Serbia said she was found dead in her apartment in Belgrade. The cause of death was not immediately known. Uh, she was working on a plane um, in 1972 when a suspected bomb brought the plane down among some mountains. All the other passengers died, but she survived. But now she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know that person that was supposed to die 33 years ago? Yeah, well, she's dead now, don't worry. <laughs> you can stop sending her fucking skydiving lessons. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you're doing. Time finished her off. Yeah, just like an extended obituary <laughs> for someone who nearly, who should have died before, but remained alive and then died. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? Well, she survived a plane crash. I mean, she can't die, right? No, no. She had a fucking. She had a sneeze so hard the pen went up her nose. She was writing this journal, right? <laughs> Imagine going around a graveyard and like everybody's graves has got like all of their near-death experiences listed on it. Jim uh, once nearly died uh, falling down an up escalator. Uh, now he's definitely dead after. Yeah. Yeah, just, just age, yeah, yeah. Had a heart attack. <laughs> Time, it was a pretty yeah. boring way to go out, really. After all that, well, you'd love to. There's loads of near misses that you blissfully unaware about. Yeah, like it would be great to be handed a list, like you know, in like GTA San Andreas, you could like bring yeah. up your stats. Yeah, these are how many time steps times you, you nearly died. Yeah, just like loads of things where you nearly died on that day and you don't even realize it. Yeah, it's like well, what happened? Well, you forgot your pen, and if you didn't forget your pen, then you'd be dead right now. Yeah, <laughs> you're like whoa. Yeah. We need some kind of all-powerful being to be making notes and playing us like a video game. <laughs> if you hadn't have had that extra cupcake after lunch, you'd have finished your dinner at the restaurant and the fish would have given you mercury poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Like, just stupid shit that probably could easily have happened. Yeah, there's a little thing like there was, uh, yeah, a bit of bad meat in a stew. Yeah. That you didn't finish the stew, so you missed it. <laughs> there was broken glass in the dessert that you decided you were too full for. Yeah. You know, there was a car that hit you when you, your phone rang and you were like, oh, what's going on? That's <laughs> no, fine. I nearly put a Dremel through my eye. A while Dremel? A Dremel. You know, the, like a mint. No, a Dremel. Like, um, you know, the little... Um, Drumstick. No, you know, there's electric hobby tools. Like, it's, it's got a drill. It's got a saw. It's like, and like all of that stuff. Right. Dremel, it's like got a like Black a, and Decker. Yeah. Like, got loads of different ends on it that do loads of different things. Right. Well, I nearly put one of those through my eye while I was making an engagement box for for, for the ring that I bought for Dick's. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I died, that would have been fucking hilarious. It would have been horrific for her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got me a ring. She opens it. It's your disemboweled eye. <laughs> <laughs> always in my eye <laughs> apple of my his last act on earth was being really bad at woodwork <laughs> <laughs> romantically yeah <laughs> you built a box for your engagement ring yeah is that normal not normal but was that worth it <laughs> yeah yeah did it feel like extra sentimental value yeah a little bit more so than just like being like that one yeah i'm sure they don't just put it in a bag like a 5p carrier bag bag for life <laughs> here's your bag for life engagement ring don't they supply a box yeah it's just a little crappy it's plastic not sky one. blue it's not sky blue i can't i can't deal with it i've got to paint it sky blue because I, I live in the sky <laughs> for those who are listening steve wears sky blue t-shirts and it makes me angry <laughs> i i there is there is nothing that i do that doesn't make you angry this is true so why wear more things that will make me angry 
I do wear something. You're just inconsiderate. <laughs> well, yeah, but just play. Just, just wear something drab. Not something that implies that you're happy that you're wearing. I'm wearing something drab now. You're having flashbacks. <laughs> I had to justify because I know that you more than likely painted the box hot pink or sky blue. No, it's just wooden. You painted it wood. No, it, it was just wood. <laughs> it's like a pencil case that you made in DT class. <laughs> you gave a coffin to your engagement ring. <laughs> Till death. Don't worry, I've got a wood shop. It's <laughs> <laughs> really romantic, Steve. <laughs> yeah, why? Why? What? What prompted that? Why not make your own ring? Uh, you know, blacksmiths. Blacksmiths can probably make rings. I nearly killed myself doing a box. You started with the box, were like, well, I nearly lost the front of my head. <laughs> They better not go the ring route. I'll let the professionals do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, why a box? Why? Did you think of this before you bought the ring or after you bought the ring? Um, uh, I had the I had the box before I bought the ring, I think. Right. Yeah. But did you... Yeah, okay. So you just thought, I'll make a little box. Yeah. Eventually, I'll think of something to put in it. No, oh, no, no, no. It was it intentionally, was, it was for, the intentionally for the engagement ring. ring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Proposing with a box. Here's a, uh, you marry me, yeah. I've got the box, but yeah. I haven't got the ring yet. But look, it's painted wood. Yeah, I nearly gave my life for this box. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like Romeo and Juliet mixed with you've been framed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What would you have done if you lost your eye? Could you deal with... Uh, Having one eye, assuming it didn't drill through your brain. Yeah, <laughs> um, you have one eye. You could be one-eyed, Steve. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't have know. to be half as good a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a weight off my shoulders. What is shit on all the video stuff? Who's going to hire a one-eyed video? <laughs> yeah, one-eyed cameraman for their wedding. I do a great job, and it's just like the just the bride all the way through. <laughs> A groom. <laughs> Everything shot from my perspective, <laughs> which is very lack of depth. Yeah, half a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, flashbacks of hard drills coming. <laughs> this is really weird. <laughs> it's cheap though. So. Yeah, but you could do it without without hearing, couldn't you? You could still film a wedding without hearing. Nobody listens to anything anyway. Couldn't edit it without hearing. Probably you could have a go. Put, just put music on and just hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what this track sounds like. <laughs> just only use music you've never heard before. The accent. Uh, yeah, sure. This yeah. sounds this this reads like it fits. <laughs> yeah, really postmodern wedding videos. <laughs> No, but you could do sign language songs. <laughs> There's sign language. It must be sign language songs. Apparently, if you're deaf, you can. There are certain songs made for the deaf that are like heavy on the bass. Oh right, okay. They're meant to give off more of a feeling of the music. So everyone's wedding videos like they're just in a club. <laughs> yeah. Um, Would you wear earphones if you were deaf? Why not? You've got Blind people damage. wear sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, blind people wear sunglasses. The deaf should be able to wear earmuffs. 
Special earmuffs. Yeah. Because you can still damage your ears, right? I mean, a drill bit can still go through your ear. Yeah. That's why blind people wear sunglasses. Yeah. Protective eyewear. Well, they can't tell. Stray dremels. I guess it depends. No, if you're blind, you can still feel your eyes. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more like to def- to protect debris that you can't see coming. Yeah, that you would otherwise. Squint. And because your eyes like often look kind of fucked up when you're blind. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's for other people's benefit. The blind put glasses on them. I don't want to fucking look at blind people all day. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's, that's well, the society's uh, cure for it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't give them a dog. The Shut them the fuck up. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> another reason for the glasses, mate. It might be though because a lot of, a lot of uh, kind of the way you are in a conversation depends on the person's eyes, right? But when the, when they're in glasses, you just assume that they're looking at you, and you can converse with them normally. But if someone's like drifting off, it 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 kind of distracts your conversation somewhat. Yeah, but I think again, it's for the blind person's benefit more than their yeah. chatty friends. Yeah, like um, yeah, it's more so that 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 could be an issue. But it's more awkward for the blind person to have to then explain, I'm blind, just get over it. Yeah. To be like, hey, look, I can sing songs. Yeah. Like two famous blind musicians. <laughs> Stevie Wonder. And uh, Ray Charles, and that was it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. No, yeah. Stevie, yeah. 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 Stevie Wonder went through a whole like change of appearance over a long mm. period of time. So he, yeah. You kind of get the impression he was two people. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um Stevie Wonder, the blind, the deaf wearing earmuffs. Oh, you right. building a box, yeah, to give as a witness to store your love. It's <laughs> <laughs> in to, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm all for romantic gestures. Yeah, I just yeah, I was just surprised that you went through a sky blue box. It wasn't. Oh, sorry, it was, it was wood. Yeah. Did you even bother to paint it, Steve? I waxed it. That's not what you do with. Well, that is what you do with boxes, but not what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start yeah. with the box. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's it's so it's it's it seems off. Well, I don't know why. The fact that like your big romantic gesture was the box that the ring came in. It makes sense. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it feels like the proposal would have been the more. It was just an element of the whole proposal. It wasn't like. Did she know immediately that you made it? Yeah. So it was shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Before she even opened it, she was like, oh, fuck, another fucking DIY Steve failure. Where's the macaroni card? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never expect so much glitter. <laughs> I wonder what you did to your eye. Because <laughs> you obviously didn't see how shit this box is. <laughs> <laughs> the fact is yeah. I, all i would have to do is empty my bin and i would literally be living in luxury compared to you <laughs> was in my room's not tidy no i said you just like that would be enough to set you off you're like oh you're doing something special are you empty your bin today oh you've put it in a silver bag what else are you gonna do you're gonna do the dishes <laughs> It's true, it's true. I just I could never really understand why it is. It's just the way that it is. You started me off this way, as we've clarified many a time. <laughs> I was a hippie when I came to uni. 
you were a miserable bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and then I became, and then like all of my deep-seated anger that I'd buried underneath all this happy hippie shit. <laughs> I was like, you know, everything's peace and love. Everything's great. Well, yeah, Let's have... keep it together. And then, <laughs> then you just start screaming at traffic lights. And I'd just yeah. be like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fucking traffic lights. <laughs> just all that rage that I dealt with by burying it underneath and putting it in a big bottle just kind of came out. <laughs> I don't know. I think we we still differ in those ways. Like I, I think the things that the things that annoy me and piss me off, you still find funny. They don't really phase you. Like traffic lights to you are just like, oh, like to me, like a <laughs> red light sense. when I like if I pull up and it goes red. Yeah. Then that immediately puts me in a bad mood. The world is against you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Bob Dylan had finally accepted his Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah, he was waiting, waiting long enough. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We mentioned it on one of the first early podcasts that he was awarded <laughs> it, and he didn't accept it. No, uh, he, he finally accepted it. Um, uh, but in order to, I think it was in order to accept it, uh, the medal and the prize money and everything. He has to uh, show up and get the get the medal, and he has to give a um, like a lecture. Um, but instead, he's just going to send them a lecture on video, um, <laughs> and it's going to be viewed behind locked doors with no reporters and no anyone. It's just the Nobel Committee and whatever. It's like, yeah, here you go. Doesn't <laughs> sound suspicious at just all. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I've never I I didn't think there'd be anyone who it would be so hard to give an award to <laughs> <laughs> particularly like a Nobel award that like, it's not like a fucking, it's not like an Oscar, which is highly acclaimed in one respect, but like people take the piss out of it massively in another respect. Mm. Like a Nobel prize is generally very well respected. Like it, it's just strange that it's taken him so long. And even now he's, he's like, all right, I'll do it, but lock the door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lock the door, turn on the TV, and just wait for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I can't figure out if it's Bob Dylan kind of like just kind of being kooky or if it's just if, if he's got some kind of deep seated resentment against <laughs> like the peace. Yeah, it does feel peace like he's pride. taking this under duress. Like he's just being yeah. forced to, to take this award. Yeah, yeah. He can't, he can't, he can't, he can't give it up if he wants to. Yeah. But he has finally decided to accept it um uh, and also to do kind of uh, on the same lines as, as as peace uh twitter have changed the uh the egg avatar right you know like the standard one that you yeah. get they've changed it instead of a silhouette of an egg to a silhouette of a person because they think that that is the key to discouraging online bullying yeah which came first the egg or the or the troll bloke yeah i <laughs> it, well now now we can identify who they are yeah chalk outline so <laughs> yeah no twi- because uh now apparently that egg symbol people will become... take loads of shit from an egg <laughs> they won't take it from a little man well, apparently that egg symbol has become like a that like almost a symbol of a troll Right. Because typically people who go on there to take the piss out of people and just make abusive accounts mm. don't personalize it in any way, shape, or form. So this egg has a very negative connotation. So they've just changed <laughs> it to a little person. As though now the little person isn't going to get the same kind of connotation. Yeah. And everyone's been like, you realize this is bullshit, right? Like, <laughs> you realize this doesn't change anything. And Twitter are just 
been like, no, well, you'll see. It'll be fine. It's People pretty... will be discouraged now that it's a person that they're uh, that they're ruining the good name of. Yeah, but not... who, whose uh, responsibility is it to police free speech <laughs> on the internet? Is, is it really Twitter? It's a bird. Yeah. Is, is it really Twitter's responsibility to be like, now, children, Yeah, we don't use that word, we don't use this, we don't talk about this, it's... you don't talk to this man or this man. No, you know, it's like Twitter decided to create a platform. That's where their responsibility ends. Yeah, if you build a road, that doesn't mean you're responsible for all the car crashes. No, no, (laughs) unless you didn't build it properly. Yeah, there's some that you can be complained for, surely. Yeah, if you build a bridge with a hole in the middle of it, then yeah, you're responsible for that. But yeah, if you just come up with an idea and people hijack that idea to do horrible things. Yeah. It's more of a comment on society than it is on, well, this company should be dealing with it more. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you... Did you, It's not the kind of thing that you'd watch. Actually, I don't think you watch TV full stop. But did you hear about uh, Eden? No. So Eden was a show that I think it started on Channel 4 earlier this year. And it's essentially another one of those fucking Survivor reality shows where they'll take... Like, oh yeah, take like twenty people or something, yeah. and they sent them off to some far reach in Scotland and been like, okay, now using all of your professional abilities and everything like that, you have to rebuild civilization yep. here and like go. Yeah. So they filmed it, um, and they, they they the idea was to film uh, and air a few episodes each season to see how they were getting along in spring, summer, autumn, winter. Um, they aired the spring ones. It absolutely tanked. Um, and they didn't air any more, but they just didn't tell them. <laughs> and they just came out last week. <laughs> I realized the show was a flop. Just left them there. <laughs> like getting on with life and like, we're rebuilding civilization. And like, <laughs> we're doing really well. And they get out expecting to be reality TV stars. Yeah, it's yeah. like, so we've been living in the woods for a year and you didn't tell us that, that the show wasn't on anymore. You just cancelled without saying anything. Well, they must somebody, have been aware else... that the cameraman was still filming, or did the cameraman just didn't come by? No, 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 no. The cameraman were there as well, and they right. they and they filmed the whole thing. But just no, apparently, just nobody told anybody. They were just like, no, just just go about as normal. And, and <laughs> well, like, that would have affected the filming. Yeah, maybe that? we'll air it. Maybe we won't. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't it's like that's that's a year of their lives. They would have been paid for it though. I suppose they must have the been. The contract, like, you can't just disappear for a year yeah. and come back and be like, everything's still fine. It's like, no, yeah, I need money for rent. Yeah. You know, family support. I've got kids. Yeah, I like, suppose they must get something. Know. Yeah, there has but to then... be insurance. Loads of... Th- they must have gotten paid. They're probably just expecting a bigger payout when they got out and they on magazines and stuff. Yeah. There was someone in the nearest town that was like, the show's kind of a bit of a joke around here anyway because because these people just keep popping up in like the dentist's and the doctor's surgery because they fucked something up and made themselves (laughs) ill or something like they did one of them there was like oh there was so they managed to get some stones or rocks or something in one of the stews they were trying to make and he had to book an emergency dentist appointment it's like (laughs) it's not exactly starting civilization again is it (laughs) but it's the reality of a tv show isn't it it's like you have to have those like i guess we have to look after these idiots if they (laughs) oh this guy's got sepsis and he hasn't invented penicillin yet no (laughs) (laughs) let's watch him invent penicillin (laughs) (laughs) he's just there with like a stick or a frog (laughs) 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 
they have to be like, we've got medics and stuff. Yeah, you could probably they could still do something with it. There's still 4OD and stuff. That's the beauty of tele of like online television. Now. Yeah, they could just edit it and just throw it on. Yeah, I just guess. put it on as just like something for people to watch online. I mean, yeah. like think about when you wanted to make a show. Bef- think about when you wanted to organize an event before. Yeah. There had to be time in that, like, um, like especially American television debates. Like, they wait for the adverts to be over. Yeah. So if you want to have a presidential debate, you need to make sure there's time in the television calendar for it. Yeah. You need to book it in with fucking channel, with BBC One or whatever, and be like, well, we can't have it yet because Big Brother's not finished. You know, there needs to be availability within the broadcasting schedule. Yeah. Um, but now that there's internet, like, if anybody wants to do anything ever, they can just film it and put it on the internet. Yeah. I mean, do you really care if a television debate is on BBC One or YouTube? No. Be like, it's on YouTube. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Like, okay, but you want... It's on the B, The BBC are making it, but the BBC are broadcasting it onto YouTube. Like, mm. okay, great. That makes no difference to anybody. Yeah. Like, anyone who's... Like, most TVs are now smart TVs. Yeah. So you would have to have an old Nokia phone, <laughs> a no iPad, no modern TV, no console, no computer. Mm. And if you're still interested... If you still think you've got the finger on the pulse of the sort of society and politics without having access to all this online information, then I'm, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. You can only get so much from newspapers. Like, you need to be able to watch something. You need to be able to have access to more information than what is just broadcast to you. Yeah. I think, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But there was another one that was called Naked and Afraid. <laughs> it was basically Eden, but I don't know what country it was done in. Well, they did it, but everyone was naked. Right. And they just filmed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, first day, you're naked. Yep. And you've got to make your own clothes. I'm like, <laughs> Why? Why is that part of the show? <laughs> well, it's just no fun if there's no ball bag in the beginning. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I think it sounds better as a double act. Hi, I'm naked <laughs> and I'm afraid. <laughs> For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week.